After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, approached, rolled back the stone, and sat upon it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were shaken with fear of him and became like dead men. Then the angel said to the women in reply, Do not be afraid. I know that you are seeking Jesus the crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead and is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then they went away quickly from the tomb, fearful yet overjoyed, and ran to announce this to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them on their way and greeted them. They approached, embraced his feet, and did him homage. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The Gospel of the Lord. Everybody still with us tonight? The Easter Vigil is often called the mother of all vigils. It is a dramatic and beautiful service that walks us through salvation history, a salvation history that continues even today and hopefully will continue as long as God is our God and we are his people. It is also the first service of Easter. On this most holy night, before the Easter baskets, the candy, and the colored eggs come out tomorrow, we began our vigil quietly outside in near darkness. With a scratching of a, mass, a, new a match, a new fire sprung to life, and from that fire the paschal candle here in front of us was lit and is now shining brightly. The paschal candle draws our attention to the light of Christ. It's the focal point as we've just shared our stories of how, over and over, God created order out of chaos, freedom out of oppression, hope out of despair, and life out of death. The stories we just heard culminate in the one that finds Mary Magdalene and Mary approaching the tomb, expecting to find the dead, lifeless body of their Lord and Savior. Instead, in the cold darkness of the tomb, Something had happened, something wonderful, something earth-shattering. Jesus is no longer there. He has been raised and is already on his way to Galilee. Tonight, we tend to focus on the light, specifically the light of Christ. And so we should, for tonight we celebrate that light once more has come into our world. But we must also remember where it all began. Christ's resurrection, my friends, began in darkness. 
Resurrection is often announced with the Easter lilies, the sound of trumpets, the bright streaming light. But it didn't really happen quite that way. It happened in a tomb. It happened in complete silence, in absolute darkness, with the smell of damp stone and fresh earth in the air. New life always starts in the dark. Whether it's a baby in the womb, a seed in the ground, a deep yearning within our soul, or Jesus in the tomb, it starts in darkness. As Christians, we're most often encouraged to see the light as the conqueror of darkness. But to pit the two against each other is to miss in many ways that our risen Lord is present and working in both of them. We tend to think of darkness only as periods of despair, hopelessness, or confusion, times when God seems so very, very far away from us. In darkness, we stub our toe on the coffee table In the dark, we fear what might jump out to get us. But there are also much goodness in darkness. It is in the quiet darkness that we sleep, renewing our body and spirit for the day ahead. In the dark and quiet of the earth, bulbs wait quietly for warmer temperatures. In the dark and quiet, the seeds germinate before pushing green shoots above the soil, ready for the sun. And in our first reading, as we heard from Genesis, God created the world out of darkness. Our good God works marvelous wonders amid the darkness. The words of my favorite psalm, Psalm 139, should remind all of us who believe, as it says, Darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day. Darkness and light to you are both alike. For you yourself created my inmost parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Yes, our good Lord does amazing work in the darkness, in the soil, in a mother's womb, even in a dark, cold tomb. Though there are periods of grief, hopelessness, and confusion that might seem at the moment like God is farther away, If we look closely, we can see signs that God is quietly present always, always sowing those seeds, working those wonders, inviting us into new growth, into new life in the Spirit, and always inviting us into His light. Our reading from Exodus told us about the fear and confusion as the Israelites tried to flee from generations of enslavement in Egypt. And although they were pursued by Pharaoh's army, God created a way for them to get through the Red Sea as he gave them a path forward to new life. And in Paul's letter to the Romans, he proclaimed that although Christ was crucified and died, his resurrection means that death no longer has dominion over him. What could have been the end of the story is really only the beginning. In Christ, we too, St. Paul says, might walk in the newness of life. And again, in our gospel, Mary Magdalene and Mary meet an angel from the Lord, the angel who tells them the good news. They immediately left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to his disciples. It is this fear and great joy that is still helpful to us today. Yes, there is much fear in our world. The news every day reminds us of the many dangers around us, 
the persistent hatred, apathy, and despair that we cannot afford to ignore. And yet, even with this fear, we know great joy, for we know our Savior is risen and among us. And we can have that great joy because we know God is present right here with us every day in our lives. We know he is still working wonders. We know he is still inviting us to new life. Our brothers and sisters, the joy of Easter is not a shallow joy. It is a joy grounded in the depth of knowing that God is with us, always opening a path to walk in that newness of life, always there to walk with us in the dark and the quiet, with us when we fear the unknown, as well as the glorious brightness of Easter day. And so on this most holy night, that light shines with the glory of the resurrection. Let us also give thanks for the dark and quiet times, for the light and celebration as well, and for those many moments that we all have that were somewhere in between. We know our risen Lord is still with us, still creating, still restoring, still inviting us to new life, still loving us. Dear friends, tonight we are blessed to welcome three beautiful children of God into our Catholic faith. They will have spent the last eight months searching, learning, and praying as they walked with their sponsors and their RCIA team, drawing ever closer to God and his great love. In just a few minutes, they will join all of us in renewing our baptismal promises. Then they will profess their faith and be received into our holy and Catholic Church. Then, as they receive the sacrament of confirmation, the Holy Spirit will descend upon them as they are anointed with the sacred chrism. And then, for the very first time, they will gather with us here at this great Eucharistic banquet and receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior. I pray that we may all share in their excitement and joy as they become sisters in faith with each of us. Please make a special effort to welcome them after our celebration ends tonight. I know that they will bring a new light to our community. And during this Easter vigil, we have been witnesses to the fullness of the light and truth found through all of salvation history. Now it's our turn to go forth and share what we have heard and what we have seen. Today we are challenged to follow in the footsteps of Mary Magdalene and Mary by shouting the good news from the rooftops so that all may know today he is risen. Hallelujah.